Welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Hi, this is Larson Hicks with Trinity Reformed Church. Before our regularly broadcasted program, I want to tell you about a conference we're putting on here in Huntsville this January. The conference is called Stronghold, and our theme for this first year is Biblical Masculinity. We're thrilled to have a great lineup of speakers. Pastor Vody Bauckham, Pastor Michael Foster from the It's Good to Be a Man podcast, Pastor George Grant, Dr. Ben Merkel, President of New St. Andrews College, and Pastor Rich Lusk. Tickets are on sale now at strongholdconference.com. Supplies are limited, so be sure to get one quick before we're all sold out. Thanks. Hope to see you there. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on December 20th, Lord's Day service. Our exhortation this morning comes from Isaiah 25, verses 6 through 8. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. With Christmas fast approaching, there's so much to do. Last minute shopping for gifts, cooking, preparing the house for guests, decorating. Isn't all this hustle and bustle just more busyness and consumerism? Shouldn't we be spending more time contemplating Christ's birth and less time with all of this hullabaloo? No, you Scrooge, we shouldn't. Gnosticism was one of the first heresies in the Christian church. You'll likely hear us mention Gnosticism a lot because it's such a pernicious heresy. The basic thrust of Gnosticism is that salvation is found in special knowledge. The Greek word for knowledge is gnosis. To Gnostics, the physical or material realm is evil. The incarnation of God as a man was very troublesome to the Gnostics. The idea that Jesus Christ could be both the perfect, eternal God and also a physical, material man at the same time was impossible. The perfect spiritual God wouldn't degrade himself so much as to become a man. By the second century, the Christian church had definitively rejected Gnosticism, but its effects are still with us. We still tend to think that we need special knowledge to be a real Christian. This is false. We are saved by grace through faith, which is a gift of God. We still tend to be suspicious of the material realm. Pious Christians today say things like, isn't it a shame that church spent so much money on their building? It's beautiful and all, but couldn't they have fed a lot of poor, a lot of poor people with that money? You don't need a nice building to worship God anyway. That's the same argument that Judas Iscariot made when Mary anointed Jesus' feet with perfume. It's Gnostic. Another Gnostic thing you'll hear today is something like, attending worship physically isn't a very big deal, so long as your relationship with God is strong. With this kind of Gnosticism, is it any surprise that so many churches have been fine with discontinuing in-person worship? But the physical absolutely matters. God created the physical world, and then God himself became a physical man, a man who did things like touching lepers and healing them, 
like feeding thousands bread and fish, things like going into the temple and overturning tables and running off money changers with a whip. Jesus wasn't some hippie guru who sat around pontificating about the spiritual and intellectual life of contemplation. He was a word made flesh, and his entire life was an incarnation, living out the, the word of God. Our passage this morning from Isaiah is a picture of the redemption that Christ purchased for us. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well-refined. What we look forward to in heaven is not a day when we will all be wispy spirits floating around, being perfect and thinking holy thoughts. Heaven is a feast with rich food and lots of wine. We'll have bodies, we'll eat delicious food, and we'll celebrate. So what should we do now to celebrate the incarnation of God becoming man of Christ's advent? It should be a feast, a celebration. There should be gifts. There should be wine. There should be fudge, lots of fudge. There should be decorations everywhere. And the word Christmas should be everywhere and on everyone's lips. Even those who are still lost should be celebrating Christ's mass. Isn't this all a little overkill? Can't you go a little overboard with all this Christmas celebration stuff? Yes, indeed you can. And that is exactly what I'm encouraging you to do. Has God been stingy with us with his grace and mercy? No, he has certainly gone overboard. He spared no expense, even his own son, to purchase us a gift that is far greater than all that we could ask or think. And so my exhortation to you this morning is to go a little overboard this year in your Christmas celebrations. Kick up the decorations a notch. Sing more Christmas carols in your home. Eat more fudge. Spoil your family with gifts. Our Savior has come. It is a time of celebration. God, we confess that like the Grinch who stole Christmas, we find ourselves with shriveled little hearts. We like to imagine ourselves to be very pious and godly, but in reality, we're stingy, Gnostic, party poopers saying, bah humbug. Forgive us for our lack of gratitude and our lack of joy. We pray, Lord, that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven, and yet we do not feast and rejoice as we ought. Help us, Lord, to turn away from our pietistic Gnostic excuses for being killjoys and help us to fill our homes with joyful, exuberant celebration this Christmas. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. Yeah.